from Studio 102 in the scenic BBG Annex, it's Hearts of Fire, the podcast for the team at BioRidge Global. We're working every day to save and enhance lives through the healing power of human cells and tissue. That never fails to get a laugh out of people for some reason. In any case, I'm David King, today's host, and our guests are Laura Eikhoff and Emmanuel Casasola. And if you can't tell from the context, we're here to talk about football. And not American football, but the real football. So, football. Uh, football. <laughs> uh, you know, we make sure we spell it correctly. <laughs> so, tell, tell us, a, y'all tell us a little bit about how you got interested in this sport, first of all. Well, I've been a fan for a long time. I was raised in Italy. Uh, my dad worked with the Juventus Football Club in Turin, Italy. So, since I was five, there were no boys in the family. Every other Sunday, I went to the game. Uh, we had free tickets, and I learned to love soccer at a very young age, but I didn't really play. Um, I was always a fan, you know, and still am. <laughs> Man, that's such a historic club, the Juventus. Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> I don't have a story nearly that cool. Uh, but, you know, growing up, uh, soccer was the sport on TV. Uh, and so every Sunday we'd be watching uh, Liga MX, you know, the Mexican Soccer League, uh, and just fell in love with the sport from a young age. I mean, I, I'm, I have my Mexico jersey on right now, and I've been watching soccer since before any other sport. This is not a visual medium, by no, the way. There's no, there, there's no, there's no, uh, there, there's no video with this. Thank goodness, because people wouldn't want to see me anyway. So, 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 Laura, tell us a little bit about the the idea for having a team at BBG. Sure. So the birth of the BBG Bloodhounds is a bit of the result of a perfect storm between um, feedback we received from employees during the engagement surveys. And a lot of comments were about, we would like more social interaction, more opportunities for camaraderie and team pride. And on the other hand, we also had employees who had expressed a desire to create a company team. And as you know, every year we're very active in the Corporate Cup. BioBridge Global always places very well, particularly in the Soccer Kicks event. Mm -hmm. And so this past June, uh, I was talking to Emmanuel and a few other guys and ladies that participated in the event, and we just informally said, hey, who would be interested in creating a team? And a lot of hands rose, and so we followed up on that, did a little bit of research, found that the San Antonio Sports and Social had a league for corporate and private teams. And so we joined that, uh, that group. Uh, we tossed around a few names and BBG Bloodhounds came to the surface because we wanted something that reflected our mission, but in a fun yet deliberate way. So wherever we go, if people ask, we can explain what we do and possibly, who knows, create more interest in our business. Well, e- excellent. I guess that means that the Corporate Cup team gets some credit for this, huh? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. and I, I think the, the Corporate Cup is such a great team-building event, and you see all of our subsidiaries represented, uh, people from all departments, and so uh, that's been a really cool team-building just from a BBG aspect. And so, you know, and the soccer team is no different. I know the answer to this question because I'm the one who gets the responses, but tell us what the response was like when we put out the query for people to be on a soccer team. Well, it was a bit unexpected. Uh, We received a lot of inquiries, 
uh, ended up with a team of 22, so we have enough people to go to the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, that's a World Cup roster. <laughs> Uh, and that was a surprise. You think that was a little bit of a surprise that many people were interested? I think it was uh, in a way, but it was also interesting to see the the background. Some folks were, you know, soccer players since they were little. Others had never played and wanted an opportunity to learn. Uh, many saw this as an opportunity to um, to meet with team members and do something healthy. Uh, and certainly the social aspect of it was not uh, lost on, on us. So it, it's been a really pleasure, really great pleasure to see this come to reality. Yeah, we're still getting, uh, you know, people <laughs> reaching out to us saying, hey, do you, do you need another player? And, you know, right now, unfortunately, 22, we're, we're kind of pushing it, right? And so, um, like Laura said, that's a World Cup roster. And the league is an 8v8, so it's not like we can put 11 people on the field. So... You know, just want to make sure that we have enough uh, minutes to go around for our players. Yeah, that's uh, having having only eight on the field is a little a little bit different than probably we're used to seeing on TV, right? Mm -hmm. Field is smaller, the 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 game is condensed. Yep, goals are smaller. Yep. Well, no wonder they wanted me to be my my old weak knees and be the goalie. The goals (laughs) were small. No, no, thank you. <laughs> so, 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 Emmanuel, tell us a little bit about about the team, the sort of makeup of the team. Yeah, so I'm really proud to see how many people from all the subsidiaries are there. I mean, we have Qualtech, South Texas, GenCare, and BBG re- really well represented. Um, and like Laura said, they come from various skill sets. We have players who've never played, and we have players who play every week. And so it's really been cool to see how the team has come together in that respect where, um, you know, the veteran players, the people who've played longer, they're showing their leadership capabilities, coaching, you know, on the side saying, hey, why don't you move into this position? And so that's been really cool to see some of those more seasoned uh, players taking on the role of let me show the team how to do this. And we've had lots of practices. Uh, and those practices are pretty well uh, uh, represented. I mean, we don't get a full 22 people at the practice, but with 12, 13 people, you can run drills, you can do some scrimmaging. And so, um, it, and I think it's been a really positive uh, atmosphere. Everybody gets along with each other. There's no egos or anything like that. So it's been really good. We don't we don't have any Jamie Tarts on this team. <laughs> we don't have any Jamie Tarts. Uh, although I do like to emulate Ted Lasso. Just a little bit. <laughs> just, just a little. I was going to say, with, with that kind of experience, with people stepping up to sort of be leaders, that helps you out as the team captain to have other people passing on experience, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's been one of those where there have been a couple of practices I haven't been able to make because of conferences or things that I, you know, I need to do. And so... Uh, being able to lean on some of those uh, vets saying, you know, hey, can you guys cover uh, practice on Saturday? And like, yeah, for sure. What do you all want us to do? And I let them know, okay, well, we need to work on passing and shooting. So let's do some drills for that. And so it's been really, uh, it has lessened the burden, I guess, on just one person having to do that. And we have to give big thanks to Emmanuel because he's not only the captain, he's the coach. That's <laughs> not common, right? Most teams have a captain, multiple coaches, multiple coordinators, and Emmanuel just covers a number of different roles and it's been instrumental to have him as, part, as the heart of that team. So Thank you. kudos to him because he's a busy guy. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have a coach beard to read the books and tell you what to do? <laughs> yeah, actually, you know, a, a couple of people have popped up and they'll come to me on the side and they're like, hey, uh, we probably should do this. I'm like, 
that sounds really good. Let's do that. So, yes, I do have a couple of players playing the Coach Beard role. <laughs> well, excellent, excellent. So, so what's the season like? I mean, what, how long is, is this particular season? So we are planning to play at least seven games, and then depending on the outcome, we may have a few extra. Um, so we played the first game on the 18th, and it was a lot of fun, as Emmanuel said. It was a good way to start testing uh, endurance, and the, the team really uh, displayed a lot of athleticism and cohesion and strategy. Emmanuel has done a great job of you know, creating formations. Also, and he can speak to that, he does a very good job of rotating the players so nobody gets injured, everybody gets a chance to play, and it's good that we have a large team as, as we warm up to become more efficient. That's definitely true. I mean, it, getting people who uh, aren't professional soccer players, you know, you realize that after five minutes of playing, you're like, oh, this is a little harder than I thought it was going to be. And so definitely in, in the first game, uh, I was trying to rotate people as as much as I could while still giving some continuity onto the field. So I would only sub in two people at a time, um, you know, key positions. Hey, I need you to, to be here. I need you to be here. Um, we did have one player who, you know, showed a little bit of a, you know, injury. And so we had to pull her out, but we had a couple of people to jump into that position uh, right away. So, um, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll give her some rest. And I don't know if she'll play in the next game, but... Um, that's the that's the good positive about having 22 people interested is next person up and and you mentioned that as well this is a co-ed team yes yep it's uh we have to have three female players at all time and in i've played this league before and the one thing that always trips teams up is not enough female players because you have to forfeit if you don't have the minimum amount of female players on the field and so um us having a tremendous pool of female athletes has been really beneficial for us because yeah, our, our girls don't have to carry too much of a load. I mean, I've played in, in teams where we have, you know, 12, 13 guys and only three girls. Well, that means that three girls have to play the whole game. And so that can be difficult. And so it's, it's been nice to be able to substitute everybody in. You know, it's nice to hear that we have some athletic people because I wonder where they are sometimes when we're at the corporate cup field day. <laughs> Especially me, but in, in, you know, in, in general, you know, we're we're not exactly like new star energy when it comes to having a bunch of former college athletes in the in the, in the staff here. So, uh, so where are the games played? So they're played at Star Soccer Complex. So for those of y'all who don't know where that is, it's right next to Toyota Field and Morgan's Wonderland. So there's a huge soccer complex. They have what 12, 13 fields. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we're usually on the not so nice fields. We're way in the back, uh, field 11. Uh, yeah, 11B, exactly. uh, which is a good probably half mile walk from the parking lot. So. That's a warm up. That, that's a good warm up. Yeah, is to walk all the way back to the fields. Yeah, down there, down there in that big hole in the ground yeah. where they, I can only imagine what that's like during the summer. So you play at night, right? Play at night. Uh, the game, uh, first game was at 7 o'clock. Most of the games, just on my experience with this league, they're usually around 7 or 8 o'clock. So good. So we're, we're not at least having to treat anybody for heat stroke right no, away. No. <laughs> That's for practice. That's where we <laughs> practice that. <laughs> and and you know, speaking of which, where do, you, where do you have to go to practice? 
So we set up practicing at McAllister Park. Uh, there's a lot of soccer fields out there, and um, we were practicing on Saturday mornings. Before the uh, season started, we actually did two practices a week. Uh, we would do skills training here at the Donor Pavilion, and then on the weekend we'd go out to McAllister. But now that the season started, I don't want to wear anybody out, so we're just going to do uh, Saturday practices. Okay, Coach. If, if, you, if you say so, Coach, if that's what we should do. So... So, Laura, this is, sounds like it's been pretty successful so far. What do you think this creates impetus for going forward? I see this as a great way to bring our team members together as athletes, as fans, as creative uh, strategists. We're talking about ways that perhaps the BBG Bloodhounds can be employed as a way to reach out to the community and enhance our brand as we seek further blood donations and uh, other project opportunities. So the sky's the limit and it also can lead to the creation of other teams. I've been approached by other leaders internally who are proposing perhaps the, the formation of other teams from, from softball to uh, reigniting our biking team, our cycling team, the, the sweat, blood and gears <laughs> that has been a bit dormant uh, since COVID. Uh, it's a healthy opportunity in more ways than one, physically, psychologically, and it goes along with our enhanced culture. It's mm -hmm. really a, a, a symbol of our efforts to reach across the aisle. It, it is a pleasure to watch such a diverse group, our below CEO, Marty, along with the laboratory technologists and the quality specialists. It is truly a diverse, inclusive team where everybody comes together, because, just like we do for our mission. It's an extension of our mission. Well, good. Well, good to hear. Well, thank y'all for coming all the way over here to the annex and barging in the front door or barging in the back door. Thank you, thank David. You, I appreciate having you or having us on here. Thank all you, right. thank you for thank having us. Thank y'all. And come on out to come to see the games. Yes. We, we had lots of fans at our first game, and there's room for plenty more. Monday Night Lights. <laughs> Executive producers of the Hearts of Fire podcast are Adrian Mendoza and Jake Pajinski. Our producer is Heather Hughes. Our director normally is Angelica Sandoval, but she's at home sick as a dog somehow. So we have Amanda Lozano here being our director today. Wave at everybody on the podcast, Amanda. Our podcast logo was designed by Roberto Esquivel. We had technical assistance for this podcast and every other podcast from Matthew Flores, who apparently knows more about sound systems than we'll ever know. If you have an idea, a suggestion for the Hearts of Fire podcast, if you'd like to be on the Hearts of Fire podcast, if you think you could do better than me as the host, which wouldn't be hard, please email us, heartsoffire at bioridgeglobal.org. Thanks for listening.